Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. Um, we are in our Rise and Build month, and I'm really excited to uh, speak again. I got to speak last Sunday night, and um, I'm excited for tonight as we continue pursuing the end of the month, our Surge Sunday, and uh, as we partner together to build the church here in Topol. Now, we have been doing that. We are doing it, but we are positioning ourselves to continue to build something magnificent right here in Topol, and this is what we are speaking about, and so... Um, yeah, this is what we're into. So I, I remember this moment um, standing right next to Pastor Mark uh, in Darling Harbour, Sydney. There's a conference center there called the ICC. And uh, standing there amongst thousands of people listening to Pastor Phil Pringle do an offering message. Now, if you've heard Pastor Phil, you really just need to go prepared because he brings such a great message of faith and destiny that you just want to partner with it in every area of your life. Now, I'd never experienced one of these, so I was really unprepared. But there was something inside of my heart that stirred as he spoke. And it wasn't something new. It was something that I realized had been resting there, but it was dormant. And as Pastor Phil spoke, God really laid on my heart that there was something inside of me that was going to come to life. And the word that was in me was generous. Now, I had no idea how to be generous standing in the ICC. You know, Pastor Mark took me, and um, we were on a budget. We pretty much only ate gelato for the entirety of the time because it's cheap over there. But I remember standing there hearing the sing, and, and you're just looking around, and there's people from America, Australia, and New Zealand, all over, and I'm thinking, man, God, this would be such a great moment to be able to give a miraculous offering. You know, we'd been tithing at that stage. God had really moved in magnificent ways in our world, and so uh, to give wasn't a difficult thing for me in that moment, but to go over and above, to step into this place where God was asking something that seemed in the moment so impossible excited my spirit because I'd asked for this. I wanted to be generous. And I didn't really know what that looked like at the time, but, but the stirring inside of me and, you know, the band was on point and it just sounded so good. And I was like, God, this is, what can I give? And in that moment, there was a figure, which was really interesting because we didn't have the money, but this figure of $700 came into my mind. And I suddenly just texted Briley, hey, I'm in a love offering. This is what I'm going to (laughs) do. You know, just, you know, (laughs) checking with my wife. (laughs) No, but it was in that moment where I was saying, babe, this is what we're doing together. This is something that we had talked about, about being generous people. And, uh, you know, God had done such beautiful works in our life from the moment where we started tithing which, by the way, is just such a basic principle of Christianity. You know, it's where we come together and we say, you know what, God, hey, I'm going to bring the tithe into the house. It's us stewarding what's being given to us already. And this was a total shift for me because I didn't entirely understand what that looked like. And so we sat with Pastor Mark and Sarah years ago, and we're like, we're in debt. We don't really earn too much money, and we can't tithe. <laughs> True story. And they sat and they said, hey, just start with something. And I was kind of like, well, you know, tithing means 10%, so how do you start with something? It's 10%. But they're like, just, just start. 
And so we did. We started with like $30, $40, and that was sporadic. And then it got to a place where they, they encouraged us. They actually set a bit of kind of, you know, a stake in the ground and said, why don't you really just give this a real nudge? And so at that moment, we decided, okay, if we do this, God, we really need you to show up because it doesn't work on paper. And we already weren't good at budgeting because we were in debt. Now I'm talking uncontrollable debt. It was pretty bad. So we're like, God, the only way for this to happen is for you to breathe on this thing. And so we started tithing. It's been eight and a half years to the day where we haven't once missed giving our tithe into the house because we have believed without a doubt that if we do it, when we do it, and as we do it, that God is going to breathe on us, but also into his house because it's not about me giving it to Pastor Mark and Sarah. It's about me going, I'm giving it into God's house and they steward this vision that they are leading as God builds this place. These guys are building that vision right here in the physical. And so we said, you know what? We're going to take this word that you guys have said and laid it down and we're going to just do it. And for eight and a half years, we've been doing that and not once have we gone without where our kids have gone, we've got no food. We've always been able to pay the rent. And even better, we were able to buy a house that in itself is a total miracle because we had Amanda Atkler from Oxford Falls, Sydney, who was standing right here, right where I am, and said to us, brought me and Briley out and prophesied a house. And we were just like, awesome, you know, that's great. But it happened only like nine weeks later. And so we're like, God's really in this whole thing of actually when we partner with him and we, we just build the foundations of, of being a follower. And so as we tithe, we started to get this, this kind of like, okay, we can do this. Tithing became easier. It was hard to start with, but it got easier and easier. And then I get to the ICC moment and we've tithed, got to Australia, Briley's still at home with some kids, and we still got to pay bills. I'm like, okay, we're going to have 700 bucks. It's going to happen. So then the, the kind of the real kind of story turns a little bit because I realized it's not New Zealand dollars. <laughs> so I'd committed to 700. I felt like that's what God had put in my heart. And then I'm going, okay, it's actually New Zealand. And so I said to God, we're going to do this. And I didn't know how to do it. But anyway, I had a mountain bike that I'd recently purchased and it was back here in New Zealand. Really great downhill mountain bike. And it happened to be the exact same price that I had been I'd felt God lay on my spirit. So I came home to New Zealand, sold it, and uh, I was like, that's it, man. I'm, I'm done. And it wasn't losing a desire of my heart. I'd hardly used the bike at all. And so it was kind of like God going, well, this is just sitting there doing nothing. But please hear me. This isn't about me selling my bike. It's not about the $700. It's not about standing in the ICC waiting for Phil Pringle to come and lead us in a moment. It's about us gathering together and stepping into a faith step of being generous people, of actually realizing that we can be generous people. Now, I wasn't always generous, but I've become generous, and I'm still trying to be more generous as God leads me into situations where I can be a generous person through my time, service, but even my finance. And we, we said to God, man, God, if you just give us more so we can be more generous, like that's hard. Because it happened. But then you have to give more. It's not like it gets easier because you get more. And so to the point where just last year in November, the middle of November 2018, Briley and I sold our house. 
And we had said to God, we're going to be generous no matter what. And so we're like, give us more, lead us, guide us. And he did that. And so last year, we were able to be the most generous we have ever been. And we tithed on the sale of our house. We gave it to God and we said, Lord, this is yours. This is yours. Why? Because he gave it to us in the first place. Now, I never, ever envisaged being able to give that much money, ever. Standing in the ICC, I thought 700, 7 times 7, 49, $4,900. I'm like, okay, well, that's probably doable one later. But this was substantially more. But the exciting thing is, is now I'm believing God for even more because if eight years ago I believed for $700, five years ago, and now just last year that's turned into the tithe of a house, then what will that look like in five years' time if I continue to pursue faithfulness in my own life, that God is faithful, that He is my provision, and that He too will be generous? So I tell you all this to tell you this one thing. It's your move. I knew Pastor Mark would like that. I left out of my message notes on it. (laughs) My story is your story. My testimony is your testimony. I say that because we have walked a path where we have seen God's hand upon our life. And I know that if it is true for me, the place that we have come from, the culture that I was raised in, everything said, no, 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 it's not possible. How could you? Here I am today. The freer I've ever been for Briley and myself and our kids, it is the freer we've ever been. But the exciting thing is, is we are generous because God placed in us a hopefulness, a hopeful expectation that there is more, that debt isn't the end. You know, fear of finance is not the the life we can live, but actually we can go, God, you want to build this place. You want to build your house here in Topol. We want to leave a building for the next generation. This is what Rise and Build is for. And so for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And I know that this is a cry for a lot of us in the church, that we will serve the Lord. And what does that look like? Let's not do it for today. Let's do it for our kids, for that generation but also there's all these amazing people right throughout Topo, Turangi, Acacia, like right all over the place that are looking, hoping, believing that were probably where I was eight years ago going, how on earth ever, what is possible? And it is in the house of God we create a place where they can come into the body in unity, be loved, set free from so many things that the world says, you know what, that's just who you are. That's just the life you're given. Well, it's not true. And if you're sitting here tonight thinking, man, what I have right now is all it's ever going to be like, it's wrong. God has an abundant life for you to live. God sent his son for a purpose, and that purpose was for you to have everlasting life, to be set free, but to live an abundant life. And an abundant life is a generous life. So I'm going to teach you how to be a generous person tonight using four points. I have an incredible slide for my title. Four points. (laughs) You'll understand in just a moment. Point number one, obedience. Obedience is the start. 
I just want to read a scripture to us. 2 Corinthians 9.11 says this. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen movie moments where someone tells you the very end and you're like, oh man. You know, I don't dig those, but I'm going to tell you the end. At the end of this message, you know what it's all about? Thanksgiving to God. That we can have a generation lifting up praise and celebration and thanksgiving to God because of what we sowed right here in 2019. In Rise and Build, we laid seed in the ground. We sowed so that the next generation, so that the people of Topol can come together and have an incredible place of worship, a place of encounter, a place where they can meet Christ, lift their hands in praise, and be thanksgiving. So obedience. As we are obedient, we are made rich. There is a physical application here for us to actually do something, for us to step out in faith here in God's Word. And so for me, obedience initially was really tricky, like start tithing. Pastor Mark and Sarah sitting there, and I'm like, nope. Not obedient, because I don't have the money. But obedience is stepping out just a little bit and going, okay, God, if you're saying this, let me step a little bit and a little bit until you get to a place where it's not about God is it little. It's you are striding because you are so obedient, and it gets easier and easier because as you step and as you are obedient, it gets easier. That when God calls us to give, we go, yeah, no problems. Why? Because our faith is aligned. Our vision is aligned. And we start to have the same hope for a future that God has put before us. Because when we listen to our Creator, and as we listen to our Father, He knows what's best for us and for His people, which leads us to a place of openness and surrender. So, first point, obedience. Second point, Openness. And I'm sure you can see where this is going with my title heading. Openness. In the scripture, it says that we will be made rich in every way. And I love that. It's not just this one part, it's not just this one area, but in every way we are enriched. We are made rich in every way. And that creates an openness that as we are obedient, that doors start to open. And I've had so many moments where I've gone, God, if the doors were just open, God's saying, well, the doors are right there. You just need to step into one. They're available. They are open to you. And, and as we've done that, we've seen lives start to be transformed. We've seen people's situations change, not because of us, but because we've taken steps. And as we've shared our testimony, we've had people come up and say, we never thought it was possible until we heard your story. And I thought, man, that's exactly what I said to Pastor Mark and Sarah when they sold their place years ago, when they stepped into ministry in faith. And I'm sitting there going, it's not possible. But when we hear someone else's story of faith, when I see someone else being generous, it encourages me to go, man, I can be generous. I can be more than I thought I could be. And this is the journey that we are all on. Openness leads to a place of surrender and vulnerability which allows God to speak so beautifully into each of our lives. But often, we can be the blockage to this openness. You know, for us to give 
for Briley and I to give what we gave. The challenge comes when we go, but actually, if the car breaks down, we need to just have some money. So God, I can't give my finance because I need it for the car in case it breaks down. Or actually, God, I really just need to, to save for this holiday trip because we've never been on holiday and I'll, I want to go on my holiday and then we'll build your house, God. But my heart was challenged. God pours into us when we pour into him. He's going to always bless us. He's gonna, we are blessed. The word of God says that we are blessed to be a blessing. That is better to give than receive. We need to be obedient. We need to be available to be open. Let Christ open our hearts. Let us be surrendered and vulnerable. And point number three, opportunity. As doors open, opportunity just somehow seems to take place. It's as if God's actually breathing in your life. Because he is. There is actually something taking place when doors open, when opportunities come, that we can go, God, we've been obedient. We've opened up our heart to you. And in this place, opportunity seems to just come about. Now, I love this quote. I came into a world of iron to make a world of gold. We've come into this time. We are born in this season. We are living in this season. And in this season, we have what we have right now, but that's not what we're building. We're building something bigger. We're building something better. We're building something that is going to be more influential and more impacting. And that's what excites me as we go. We're going to build this thing together as a house here in Topol. So point number four is outpouring. The end of that scripture says, and through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. One of the coolest things I've recognized and realized about having faith and becoming generous and continuing to grow in this journey of generosity is that it doesn't just stop with this one act. There is an outpouring God says in his word that as we bring the seed into the storehouse, that he will pour out heaven upon us. He will pour out. And I envisage that not as a little cup being poured into another cup so it's just enough to fill what's been emptied. I see the floodgates of heaven opening up into my little cup and pouring out into everything around me, into my workplace, into my household, into my friends, that I can be generous in every occasion because there is an outpouring. God's not just giving me enough to survive. He has blessed us so abundantly that this year we get to be here, Briley and I get to be here at church. For this year, we're like, but Mark and Sarah, we just want to, this is what we want to do. And through our generosity, God has poured out into our lives and outpouring has taken place where we are seeing things in our own family life start to be blessed and even our children being generous. What I love about this scripture in closing is that all this comes down to one part, thanksgiving to God, that I'm generous so I can be generous to someone, so that that person picks up a spirit of generosity and faith to then be generous, to then see a whole group of people picking up that same faith, that same generosity, 
so that we can all move together collectively, just as a surge. This is how our whole series title of surging. A surge isn't one person. That's like a ripple. That's like a drop. But that can still make some movement. But when we all come together, when we all have faith arise inside of us, when we all have a spirit of generosity, and we go, it doesn't matter what we think it looks like. God, what are you saying to us? What are you saying to us, God? What once was a simple individual thanksgiving has become a collective corporate community, a body of believers coming together in thanksgiving to our God. His generosity that has taken place in us and through us as we too are generous. Why don't you just close your eyes tonight. Now I know a lot of us you know, stepping into a place of obedience is, is, is a big deal. Hearing from God to give a certain amount or to partner to build the, the, you know, the church, God's house. It's a big deal. It's a big step. But as we believe in Him, as we step by step by step, hearing His voice, that obedience just opens us right up. To hear His voice to see his hand upon our life, to lead us where he wants us to go so that opportunity may arise and that he would overflow in this place with an outpouring of his love to every circumstance and every situation so that we can lift up his name. But tonight I just want us to, I want to ask you two questions. If you're believing for a financial breakthrough, this was so real for Briley and I, we just felt like we just couldn't do it. We needed financial breakthrough like never before, and we just gave it to God. We, we laid it at the altar. We responded and said, God, only you can do this. Only you, God, can do this. And we have seen it multiple times in our marriage where God has set us free from financial captivity. We have broken free from debt. We have broken fear from, from what it looks like to have finance that's uncontrollable. We are now in control. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.